The name of the game is networking. Businessmen meeting other businessmen for the purpose of meeting again at a later date. Good morning and welcome to episode 96 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I'm Sam Miller in Long Beach, back in New York, New York is Ben Lindbergh, who just arrived an hour ago from Nashville, Tennessee, where he was at the winter meetings of Major League Baseball. Ben is, I imagine, quite tired. It's probably going to be a shorter podcast than usual, um, which is saying something. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, yes. um, I guess the uh, my, the thing that I'm curious about, I've never been to these. These are your this first winter meetings. This was my first, meetings. yes. Um, so when a, when a, when a move happens or even really when a rumor happens, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Twitter explodes and everybody, um, uh, kind of, it, it seems to me, uh, that, that for the most part, I think that there is kind of a, a consensus forms quickly about whether this is a move that the public likes or the public doesn't. And then from there, different layers of snark and analysis flow out of it, um, where you are. Does the same sort of thing happen? I mean, when when a player signs, um, is there a sort of a, a, a mood that is identifiable that you can identify that is kind of the consensus? Or does everybody just kind of bury themselves into a computer? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a localized reaction wherever you are. Um, and I apologize in advance if I repeat things that I said on... Ian Miller and Riley Breckenridge's podcast or broadcast yesterday because they had me on to talk about the winter meetings and I imagine there's quite a bit of overlap between our podcast audiences. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, for the bulk of the day, if you're actively working or, or writing or responding to moves, most people who are doing that are sitting in the media workroom, which is the giant rectangular room with uh, cameras and microphones and a podium at the front and then row upon row of desks with computers and people sitting in front of them. Um, so it's kind of a quiet room because people are working. So when something happens and, and generally I found out about things happening the same way I would if I had been anywhere else in the world, if I had not gone to Nashville, if I had stayed at home, uh, the way I find out about things is I see them on Twitter or I refresh MLB trade rumors or someone sends me an instant message or texts me or something. Uh, and there's hardly any faster way to find out about those things unless you are the person who is actually receiving the report uh, or, or the source of the rumor. There's no faster way to find out about a rumor than Twitter, which is instantaneous. So... Generally, I would find out about things the same way, and then the only reaction I would really hear is kind of the people in the rows of computers around me as they uh, heard the same thing, and they would say that they heard that thing to the person sitting next to them, and often there would be some sort of snarky response because these are people who cover teams pretty intimately and know the the executives and the players involved pretty well. Uh, so in that sense, they kind of have a, a more firsthand perspective on how these people operate uh, and, and have a better sense of 
when rumors are legitimate, when they're coming from certain people as opposed to others, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I would hear the reactions of the people just in my immediate vicinity. And then by the time I was having a meal with a group or, or met up with people later, the, the reaction had already kind of crystallized just in the way that it would normally anywhere else. So the teams each have their own uh, their own suites yes. and they're all basically holed up in those suites mm-hmm. the agents uh, the top agents also have their own suites and they're holed up in those suites and uh, I would imagine that for the most part if uh, Dan Heron's agent wants to talk to uh, the Washington Nationals uh, executives there are they, he probably doesn't you know he, he probably just go you know he like walks down the hall. And so most of the business essentially is being done outside of the site of you. Yes. And then uh, a couple times a day or maybe once a day, I think it's probably a couple times, right? Each team's maybe general manager will come out and do a little meet and greet, uh, you know, media availability and -hmm. and that sort of thing. Is that accurate? Yeah, generally they do it with their their local beat writers. Um, In in some cases, I mean... When Brian Cashman came out to talk about the A-Rod injury on the on the first day, he came to that giant media workroom and, and did a press conference for everyone. Uh, but the the individual kind of the, the local group of reporters sort of get their own audience, whether it, it's the GM comes to them or the GM invites them to the suite for a few minutes to to ask them about stuff. So generally, they're not uh, just right out in the open where everyone would swarm around them. It's kind of more of a, an invite only event or a planned thing. Ah, I see. I didn't realize that. So does any news actually get, um, broken in, in this format or, uh, are these meet and greets, not meet and greets, media availabilities almost always, uh, kind of after the fact, I mean, is, is the news pretty much always broken by, uh, one reporter who gets a text, as far as you can tell. Seems that way, pretty much, yeah. Um, it, I mean, there's just there's such a divide between the breakers of news and the responders to news, it seems like. There's, I mean, the people that everyone knows, the, the Rosenthal's and the Heyman's and the Morosi's, are out there really doing the, the bulk of the reporting or rumor mongering, uh, and then all the rest of us kind of react to that or rehash that or or follow up on that and try to get more clarity on it um so if you walk through the lobby or something you see ken rosenthal just looking more and more tired every time you pass him uh (laughs) never without his phone either held to his ear or just held in front of his face as he texts people with it um so does he talk to people? Do you see him actually interviewing people like face to face or is I did it not. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he did some of that, but but I did not. Whenever I would walk anywhere in his vicinity, he would be on the phone or, or occasionally on camera because the the sets for the various networks, MLB Network or ESPN or whoever else was there is just kind of out in the open in the lobby. Um, so anyone walking by could could see who was on TV and and watch that being filmed. So he and, and Heyman and, and the other people who kind of do double duty as, as writer types and broadcast types were never too far from the cameras. It seemed. Did, uh, did you get, uh, did you get a sense that people were disappointed by how slow 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, And I feel like we get so spoiled around winter meetings time. Like, more stuff happens during those couple days than than really at any other time of the year except possibly the trade deadline. And yet, if if one or two big free agents don't sign, it's it's slow and nothing's happening. Um, I mean, as as someone who is writing about stuff that was happening, there was more than enough happening for me. Uh, but the fact that Granky didn't sign and Hamilton didn't sign, or at least haven't as we are recording, seemed to to make the consensus that this was a slow meetings. I guess just because the the top guys are still sort of on the board, even though there were many, many smaller moves made. But I haven't been to, to previous ones, so I can't really compare to how the, the pace of news uh, was this time as opposed to other times. I would uh, I, I would guess, I haven't like actually done a study on this, but it, it seems to me that the bar for what constitutes a publishable rumor that uh, gets a little lower <laughs> there is, every there is year. no bar there's nothing yeah i think the the uh the classic one was the this year was the uh upton cliffley talks yeah uh-huh. which were reported as talk you know the team the, the teams are talking about it uh, and, and then it be it was actually just an internal discussion on one side <laughs> <laughs> right which uh is halfway i guess <laughs> but i just wonder do you are there rumors trickling around that um that don't even pass the the bar for being published i mean did you hear did you hear sort of really outlandish rumors that no writer would would put his name on uh not really most of the the stuff that i heard that wasn't public was just if i was talking to to someone with a team that i knew or or someone with mlb that i knew or something and and kind of just would say something off the record that was interesting um, I didn't really hear any any rumors that that made the rounds that didn't go public. I'm sure there were some. Uh, maybe people weren't telling them to me because I'm not really a a rumor guy. Um, and to to some extent, I'm not even really paying attention to the rumors in, until they become news or, or reality. So, uh, so I don't know. I can't I can't unfortunately report any crazy rumors I heard that. Everyone else didn't already hear, probably. And I was, I was kind of, um, I guess, cynical about the whole winter meetings experience. The, the past few years when I haven't gone, I've felt like I was almost just as aware as everything that, of everything that was happening as, as everyone who was there. Because if you follow the hundreds of people who are there on Twitter and they're tweeting every time they hear something or make a move... Uh, you see so many pictures of the place that you feel like you could navigate it yourself without ever having been there. Um, and you just are able to follow the news so well. And, and most of the stuff that I wrote about while I was there was stuff that I could have written about just as easily at home, uh, with the exception of the, the Brian Cashman press conference, which I was at and, and reporting stuff that he said and, and putting us some audio up other than that. And, and I guess the BBWAA meeting where I broke the, the biggest news of the winter meetings that you were admitted. Um, other than that, I probably could have written about everything I wrote about just as well in my pajamas, uh, in my office at home. So, I mean, what, what people told me before I got there, mostly that it was kind of a, a networking thing 
for writers was was the case. Um, and that was great to meet all the people that I know from the internet and have not met in person or have met in person but see very rarely. Uh, that was definitely the, the best part of it for me. So not just in a, in a professional sense in that I met more people that I can kind of talk to for, for future pieces, but just in a personal sense, um, just getting to know people off of Twitter and email was nice. Yeah, I mean, I think that probably the winter meetings is really it's it's two conventions in one. One is uh, the teams meeting in, in order to kind of do business, and the other is it's a it's an it's a it's kind of an industry conference. It's a trade show. It's um, like like we had the saber convention here in Long Beach um, a year ago, mm -hmm. and I imagine that in a lot of ways it's a lot like the saber convention. Uh, half of it is a lot like the saber convention. It just that you know there's also Co you know coinciding with that there's this other thing in the same hotel that's just churning out news after news after news but i i would imagine that they're in a lot of ways sort of almost separate conferences mm -hmm. yeah it seems like that and then there's the the minor league stuff going on which is completely separate from those other two things but probably most of the people there are are minor league people um i was in a in a taxi to the airport that i split with a guy who was just there uh, with an A-ball team and had come in to talk about his his league's rules or whatever for a day or two. And then there are people who are going through the, the trade show. And it seems like kind of a writer tradition to wander through the trade show and tweet pictures of the weird items that are there. Um, but those people, it's their their business. I guess it's it's one of the, the most important parts of the year to them. If it's uh, a company that sells seats that go into a ballpark or sells, uh, I don't know, in-stadium entertainment or some sort of mascot company or something, they set up their booths in this gigantic room and it's just a free-for-all with all the minor league personnel that come through there and browse and, and look for what they want to invest in for next season. So, uh, I mean, the event is actually organized, apparently, by the minor league teams and leagues, primarily. Um, but they are kind of in the in the shadow of everything going on on the major league side. All right. Well, um, that's that. So why don't you go to bed, and we'll talk again tomorrow. All right.